Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast with me, Tim, with JB. Hi, Tim. And with Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, how's your week been? All right? Oh, yeah. Jay, there's always something. Why can't you start? <laughs> I asked, I asked Jay, you for them. Why can't you start a podcast organised? I've got Whether it's clear in your throat. There you go. Have some headphones. There you go. Thank you, Tim. That's three weeks on the bounce that you've ruined the start of our podcast. Uh, apologies. Well, so let's just wait for JB then. Check he's ready. There we go. You alright? Back in the game. Good. How'd you get on at the weekend? How did Broughton Park do? We actually won again. So, wow. three on the bounce now. Wow. We won 17 nil. Interestingly, though, we were in the huddle. Uh, you know, like the half time huddle, and, everyone, and everyone's uh, doing the thing like, focus, it's on us, it's on us. And then a group of cheerleaders came up from nowhere. They started pumping up music, and uh, the, the half-time team talk was ruined. I mean, we couldn't really focus on uh, our, <laughs> our coach's inspirational half-time te- team talk when uh, there's a very flexible Chinese girl doing, doing the splits <laughs> on halfway. Was this at half-end? Yeah. We had the MMU cheerleading squad <laughs> perform half a dance before they were ushered off by uh, the 20-stone Mark Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> And Phil, Sesley Parker, like, rocketing up the table. Yeah, I think we're still in fourth, but we, we won again at eight on the bounce for us. Good result down in Birmingham in not great conditions against a team who, who've been playing very well. Sweet. All good. And I watched a lot of rugby over the weekend, and we're going to get on to the European rugby. We've got today a Ben Foden Christmas special on the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast in Rugby Oki, where we celebrate the singing prowess of rugby players around the world. Uh, and we've been waiting for this for weeks. Weeks. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth <laughs> it. But I want to start us off. Uh, Andy Murray is the sports personality of the year for 2013. Ironically. Ironically, yeah. <laughs> he, well, he, he covers off the sport thing quite well. The personality, not so much. So, which rugby player has less personality than Andy Murray? Easy. Johnny Wilkinson. I think definitely, like, 2003 Johnny Wilkinson. Um, I think he's got a bit more personality as he's matured. Have you, have you read his book or um, a clip from his book about when he won the World Cup? I think his words were, I just ran around throwing my hands up in the air, jumping about. I didn't know what to do. And then Tyndall said that Wilkinson refused to drink on the uh, the plane journey back to Manchester, the, the one where Tyndall famously put away uh, 50-odd of the <laughs> small beers. Yeah. Um, oh. So I think definitely then he was all about 
nutrition, training, focus, focus, focus. I mean, that sort of dedication and, the, and you know, again, having read books and, you know, watched documentaries it, and stuff. It's, it, ad- it's admirable. It is admirable. It, but it, he's it on the same admirable. team as Jason Leonard, you know, and he won a World Cup too, don't, don't forget. Jason Leonard and Johnny Wilkinson, they were the two different eras of professional sport and... Yeah, I, I think you you got to doff your cap to Johnny because at the end of the day, that thing that you might call lack of personality won him a World Cup, won England a World, their only yeah. World Cup. It's fair to say any professional player post-2004 is boring with the exception of Nick Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> the honey badger. Yeah, he's got that, no danger of winning the uh, the least personality. I remember but... when I was studying in Bath, I lived with two uh, professional rugby players who were playing at Bath. They were kind of boring, but it's just they had no energy. They literally trained at the gym, trained, and then came back, and you didn't get a word out of them. And they just sat and played PlayStation. Snorting lines of protein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knocking it back. So fair enough. Well, I, I'd go for. You see, one player I just get this boring vibe from, but I don't think he is in any way. But Martin Corrie, I think maybe it's him as a oh, player. Oh yeah, maybe the style of play. Yeah, I do. He seems very but excitable he, on that. Uh, Holland the Barrett nutrition ad. <laughs> so maybe we misjudged him. And I have interviewed him and he's a really good bloke, so I feel bad for saying it, but that's just a suggestion. Um, did either of you see Lee Halfpenny on Sports Personality? I didn't watch night? any of it. What was it? Um, Realised last night that I don't think I've ever heard him speak before and he was unbelievably dull. Did he, he do no charisma. Just no, talking no, cliches. Well, not even that. Like, he was... Barely answering, like just getting kind of the most basic answer to a question. It was almost like one word answers. Uh, he looked like he was genuinely struggling to get a f- a f- to string a few words no together, chat. just like I am now. No chat. Hmm. And that's, I think, generally speaking, we can say that rugby players have got good bant and good chat. I think they're still above footballers, but I think they've fallen below cricketers. I think that's fair. Hmm. Uh, In professional stakes. Would you rather go out for drinks with the England cricket team or England rugby team? Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah, probably the England cricket team. Damn right, be the England, England cricket team. Cr- yeah, they, yeah, they do seem to cut loose a bit more. The they England do. Cricket yeah. Team. Oh, let's, let's just think of the England cricket team. We've got Pedlo Gate. You've got Joe Root fighting um, in a bar. Flint off after the Ashes 2005. Oh yeah, stumbling out of the Down, well uh, Downing Street. Downing yeah. Street. Yeah. Have, you had, have you had anything to eat? I've had two cigars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last Ashes over here, they were they were caught relieving themselves on the Lord's. Pitch. They were, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. When they were having a drink all together, they were having a, a knees up on the field, yeah. and then that sounds a, a knees on the up on Lords. How cool would that be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, but I think possibly that's part, and this this links into something we touched upon last week, and has been in the news a lot. But the the dedication that rugby players have to the physical side of the game has just gone through the roof. So it doesn't leave a lot of time, and you need to be totally dedicated. I mean, they're just massive men now. There was an article, and there was pictures of guys from 25 years ago and pictures of guys from now, yeah. and it's, it's chalk and cheese. Well, yeah. Um, Saturday night, I went for a few drinks with my works night out, and we went on a little away day to Chester. Um, Which member of staff did you cop off with? You wouldn't know him, but my well, my boss Richard. So, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> just uh, climbing that corporate ladder. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, completely co- uh, coincidentally, RGC, my team from North Wales, actually had their Christmas night out in in Chester. So I met up with them. They have a prop there, right? Get this: who can bench press one hundred and seventy kilograms? That's not impressive. The f- impressive part is he's eighteen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, when I met them out, it, it was nine o'clock, and there's only I think four of them left drinking. The rest of them had sloped off to bed. So just to give you an idea, and that's and that's not even a top flight team. That's mm. just a team. Wow. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on then to 
The European action over the weekend, Heineken Cup, and if anyone can be bothered, the Amelin Challenge Cup. What caught your eye? I'll tell you what did catch my eye. Four elves in the Le- Leinster game. Do you know there's any, any elves? I didn't see Leinster? any elves. No, I didn't. I must have missed that. I saw Santa going round on his sleigh at half-time. Well, sorry to... <laughs> I have to say the pre-match and half-time entertainment at Leinster, the Aviva Stadium, looked brilliant. Look. Sorry to tell more tales, but on another Christmas party, my little brother organised his lad's night out and he's given a, given a budget and he's got to, got to surprise them on a, on a, a Saturday what, what they're going to do. His surprise was four tickets to Dublin and four elf costumes. <laughs> they were pretty wasted. They, they, they thought a good idea would be to go to the Northampton Leinster game. On the way in, a policeman gave him four free tickets. So um, he sat right at the front in the wow. thing and was on TV two or three times. So they bought tickets for Dublin, speculatively. Speculatively, yeah. They and got given free tickets. Free tickets to, to, to Leinster wow. Northampton. That's pretty oh. cool. So that caught your eye. What about the action on the pitch? That was pretty pretty amazing, wasn't it? It was exceptional. What a finish. Mm. And what a turnaround from last week. I think that's what Leinster need to give him the kick on, actually. I, I think Leinster, I mean, they, they might already be favourites, but if they're not, they've got to be up there. They're, I was looking today, they're fourth or fifth favourite. Yeah. The, the, the three big French teams are the top three. Are we talking... Uh, Toulon, Toulon, Toulouse, Toulouse Clermont. Oh, I thought he showed just how much of a loss Sean O'Brien is because that guy yeah. punches holes and gets behind mm. and, the game, and gets over the gain line. But I didn't think that that was how Leinster beat Northampton last time. They beat them on you know on big big plays, big turnovers. It wasn't consistently big turnovers. Yeah, Sean yeah, O'Brien. Sean O'Brien. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, but and then when when they get the ball, he's just a, a wrecking ball that just makes the get, yeah. he gets the defense on the back foot, and then you can go wide quickly. I just think he's the best player in Europe at the minute. Really? Yeah. That's a huge statement to make. Yeah, I think he is. Fofana. Oh, Fofana. <laughs> Fofana. Yeah, he's pretty tidy, actually. Uh, let me come back to that. I'm, All right. I'm sure I can think of, yeah. think of someone. And, and Munster George, as well. What is about? Was it about those two Irish provinces? Uh, well... Incredible finish in both games. Witchcraft. Yeah. Witchcraft. Inc- unbelievable finish. Um, do you see the, the final try? Mm. The, the feet from... Uh, what was his name? The lad that just came on. Yeah, young lad. Doherty, no. Not no, oh... Oh, O'Harahan. O's a good, a good start. Yeah. <laughs> o apostrophe something. Yeah. Anyway, and, uh, it was awesome footwork. Like you say, he just came on for Keith Earls that got knocked into next week, just completely out of it. Came on and it, well, yeah, unbelievable finish. Did uh, Did anyone see the too long game? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah. Now, yeah, Exeter looked good. I I'm going to put ten pound on on, on Exeter to win the Aviva now. I've, I've decided. On the, wow. Win the Premiership. I, I've decided. They, they're going to make top top four. That That is going to happen. They are such a good team. Now... They punch above their weight so much. I just... And did you see how many fans they took and how vocal their yeah. fans were? They're, yeah. They're, oh, it's going to be a bit of... Become like the Exeter Chiefs podcast this because like, we're all having a bit of a loving with them. And if it wasn't for that forward, forward pass, and that, it was a forward pass... Yeah. I cannot believe that went to the TMO and he gave it. Yeah. It's to do with... Uh, and I'll, um, if anyone doesn't know, Tim is actually a qualified ref. Yeah. Now, they were saying it's something to do with the hands didn't go backwards. Or... No, like the hands travelling backwards. Yeah. Even though the momentum of the ball was forwards. You need a physicist to explain why, but the direction of your arms can be backwards. When you're travelling forwards. But when you're travelling forwards, the kind of it will travel forwards. But yeah, in real that, terms. That went about two yards forward. It was yeah, ridiculous. That, went... was, that was forward. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Too long probably still would have ground it out. Interesting. Well, uh, my, do you know what? A pick, of the week, a pick of the weekend for me was, well, I was match announcing at Sale Sharks versus Oyonna. Oyonnax? Oyonna? Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had fun pronouncing the French names. That was a laugh. But I have to say, it wasn't televised. So I, you just have to take my word for it. 
Danny Cipriani is ready to pull on an England shirt again. Wow. I'm telling you. And it's nothing, no bias involved at all because I've been critical of him in, in the past. We, we started the podcast the first few weeks. I think we were very critical of him. Well, rightly so as well. Yeah. He looked like he wasn't interested last year, but I don't know what's happened to him. But week on week, he's getting better. And I've not seen a more complete performance from a 10 in a while. Well, the England 10 scene, I think, is about to get uh, pretty tasty. I don't know if you've heard, the, heard these rumours, but um, Freddie Burns to Leicester? It's been muted because Toby Flood is still debating well, whether to sign his contracts or not, and Leicester gave him... Word is he's off to Toulon to replace Johnny Wilkinson. You're kidding me. No. Leicester gave him oh two weeks. Oh, my God, really? That's a rumour I've heard. Really? Yeah. I think that'd be a good move That's for, for both parties. a disastrous parties. move. I mean, it's not a disastrous move because they don't ever have to play him. They've got Michelac and they've got Gitto. Toby Flood would be good Oh at, yeah, at, at Toulon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Average Toby Flood. For the very good Freddie Burns, that's a gem. Mm, I'd, I'd take Flood mm. ahead of Burns. I'd take Flood ahead of Burns. I don't know how much the highlights will get it across, but Danny Cipriani was amazing. His kicking from Ham was good. It looked like he had a real turn of pace. Scored a just a solo try. His, his more than anything, it was the decisions he making were all right. When he kicked, it was always in the right spot. Went to. T- it was. I can't. I've noticed his kicking has, has become very very effective. It was. A brilliant performance, and if, if you were if you were Stuart Lancaster and watching that, you would have to go. He jumps up the pecking order, well, yeah, straight into the squad. One of the things with Stuart Lancaster is that no individual is bigger than the team. Yeah. <clears throat> so will he put that to one side and bring Cipriani in, who can potentially be a bit disruptive because of the way he's been playing, or will he stick with the players that he's already got in the setup, who are already kind of used to playing that tactic, used to playing in the team role. Mm. Will, will he do it? Will he make a change? I'll tell you what, we've got a treat uh, as we're talking Danny Cipriani. Um, and I don't know if this actually, the str- on the strength of this alone, might actually make me decide that I don't care how good a player he is and how well he's playing, he doesn't deserve to be in the England team. <laughs> uh, this is a clip of him, which JB, you reminded us of. Um, <laughs> so do you want to give it a bit of context? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a boring man, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to drink Nethquick. <laughs> uh, this is him, this is Gabby Logan interviewing him for BBC Inside Sport. Nethquick. There's a little... <laughs> Nethquick. Yeah, this is Danny Cipriani talking about his, uh, his chosen refreshment. I'm quite girly in the way I drink. I can't drink beer. Like, it doesn't sit with my stomach well right. at all. So you like a baby? Which, which I guess is a, a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, but... Cheers. Cheers. Let's quick chocolate. <laughs> so what would you drink, then? <laughs> you um, have a, if you had to have something. Malibu and pineapple. Oh. You're right, you're not good. What's an idea? drink. Uh, <laughs> that's, Bro- that's not Kelly Brook, exactly. I'd say Kelly Brook. So, so I can think, Kelly Brook. You can imagine, like Kelly Brook and Danny Cipriani are at a bar, and they go, "Yeah, can I have a gin and tonic and a Malibu and pineapple?" And they would they would have given the drinks to the wrong person, <laughs> wouldn't they? They go, "Love, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your Malibu and pineapple." My Nethquick chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, mate. Malibu and pineapple. That's right. You, Gabby, Gabby Logan. <laughs> Gabby Logan comes round to your house. You don't make a chocolate Nesquik. Cheers. Nesquik chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Malibu and pineapple. Uh, wow. So that, that could be that could be our England number ten. But then you can imagine Quade Cooper drinking much the same, can't you? Yeah. No, but- I imagine him. He drinks like very elaborate Hawaiian-style cocktails. <laughs> Out, out of a coconut. That yeah, out of a coconut with a sparkler on it and then throws the coconut through through a window. Th- those two were mates for a bit, weren't they, when 
Cipriani was living in Australia. Really? Let's quick chocolate. Because <laughs> I was um, following both their Twitter accounts at the time and they kept on, like, meeting up with each other. Really? Yeah. Oh, pineapple. Let's <laughs> quick chocolate. Let's <laughs> yeah. <quick> chocolate. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Right, let's move on. Do you hear what happened to Worcester? I mean, obviously they lost their Worcester. They kept the, oh. Cecil Duckworth took, listened to the last podcast and called you up and said, do you want a job as director of rugby? And I said, no, not with that squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, what happened, apparently, is, it, is there was fog on the runway. So, um, Oh, uh, yeah, they only arrived just before kickoff. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, the starting 15 got there, I think they had to fly to Toulouse and then bus it over or something like that, or they had to go direct. So the, the starting squad, starting 15 players, got there... Um, like three hours before the game, the substitutes and the coaching staff got there like a, like an hour before the game. I mean, not it'd make much of a difference with their coaching staff. But the the only guy that actually got there on time was the kit man who who has to drive everywhere. Drive the uh, the bus with all the yeah. Kitten, wow. Kitten the so tackle, I do feel fields. quite quite sorry for. And Worcester. they only just lost as well, and they sort of threw it away a little bit. Right. Well, we, we mentioned two matches: Leinster and Munster, both amazing games and grandstand finishes. So I'm just wondering if you've had any like dramatic finishes in your own rugby matches at whatever level it was, whether school or whatever. Have you had any like real last-minute ones, particularly ones where there's a lot on the line in the match, Phil? Um, I mentioned one a few weeks ago against Newbury when we were two tries down uh, and scored two to win in the last minute. Um, there's another one, I think it was my first year of uni, playing second-team rugby up at Lancaster, and top two teams in the league final game of the season, both going for the title, and we were down by three points and scored a try. Um, I scored in the corner in the last second wow. to take the, le- the league. Oh, what league was that title. feeling like? It was pretty good. Uh, and then bet. got dived on by a uh, 40-odd stone combined of prop. The only one I can remember that really stands out, and it was heartbreaking, it was, so I, I know how Perpignan will have been feeling, playing for Bath University in a booster knockout match with a game at Twickenham at stake. The last minute. We got a penalty in their half. We were one point ahead, and we got a penalty. And I said... Kick it in the corner where there was like a minute left. Run, I, run I, the clock down. I said, kick it. I said, kick it into the corner, and we'll run the clock down. If we score a try, fine, but we'll just stick it up our jumper. I got overruled on that one, and we kicked for posts. Got the points, but the reason I wanted to kick to the corner is because that would only put us four ahead, and then they'd have a kick off. And then what happened? Kick off. They, 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 they claimed whacked it high. They won the kick off. Scored. Uh, were you playing for Broughton Park for the famous Connor Gate when he kicked? Yeah. Penalties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there for I that. watched one well, We had a prop kicking our... We had a tight awesome. prop kicking our penalties. Well, we had a situation where we didn't really have a kicker, so in the rare event that we do that we do score, he actually had to take the kicks. So I think we were one point down at this point, so they'd scored a try and penalty, we, we, we scored a, a converted try. It's into the wind, it's between, like, say, the 22 and the 10, and our coach is going mental, they're shouting, Corner! Corner! In the wind, it sounds like Connor. <laughs> so our captain turns around and goes, Connor gave, gave him the kicking tee and he slotted it. <laughs> that was great. That was an awesome win. Well, we've got a little break from European action, of course. It's back to the Premiership, um, which we will preview fully on Friday's podcast. Thank Rockets Friday, so make sure you give that a listen. But it's, uh, well, this is the last podcast before Christmas. We've got a well earned break. So. We've, uh, we've, we're going to exchange secret Santa gifts now between each other. We're going to bring a little audio gift for the podcast right now. So, Hey, Tim. Here's my nicely wrapped gift. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? This is Brian Moore being Brian Moore. 
So England in possession. They haven't had much of this ball. And they kicked it away again. Toby Flood. God's towards sake! Towards <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, that, was, that was England against Italy, and this other one you've given me is England against France, Jay. Why is he even doing there? You're a fullback! Get behind the back line! It's incredible, isn't it? It sounds like a man with, a cu- with like. Still going on! Get behind the back line! It sounds like a man with a couple of cans of stones watching the rugby league in his own house. That's what it sounds like. Not a solicitor who's commentating on national TV. Uh, right, well, I'll, I'll do. I'll provide my secret Santa Christmas gift then. And um, I've, I've gone for our egg shaped ball cousins in America. This so American football. And this is a guy who he currently plays for the New York Jets. And he was a rookie, so his first ever game got called up because there was loads of injuries. And he made a couple of amazing interceptions. So, of course, they want to put him in front of the cameras and get him interviewed afterwards. He'd never done an interview to camera. He's not media trained. Poor boy. Like, um, I just, like, um, I was, like, um, I was, like, um, like, um, I was, um, like, um, um, like, um, I was, um, just, um, like, um, I was, I was just reading, right? So that's him. It goes on, unfortunately, he, he for him. actually be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't do many chats these days. <laughs> uh, Phil, secret Santa gift from you. My special gift to you two. And, and to all of our wonderful Egg Chaser listeners. Exactly. Uh, yes, and to everyone listening, is Republic of Telly, an anthem for rugby. Which is a, a song a few years a few years old now. But, uh, I still, know this one. This was good. on RTE in Ireland, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, that's the one I was and, watching it live. Yeah, and it's, uh, but, like, it's basically poking fun at rugby being a little bit homoerotic. Yes. I know you're angry and I know you're ashamed. I'm kind of feeling the same But we can hide our love if we pretend it's a game And give it a secret name Let's call it Rugby Nice Let's call it Rugby And I bet that pretty soon all our showers could be communal And no one would suspect a thing We'll just tell them that we're practicing. We'll say we're rocking. When really we're fooling the world. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. I'll uh, I'll post it at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. That's really good, Phil. Nice one. I'm getting confused. Are the Irish funny or are they not? Because I've had two or three good videos now from. Irish comedians. There's, yeah, there's some really, group, really group good group. stuff. But most of that stuff is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Hi to our listeners in yeah. Ireland. Yeah, uh, we, we do seem to have a few listeners in yeah, Ireland we as well. Do we? Despite you uh, trying to segregate them and alienate, alienate Jay. them. <laughs> That's what we call him now. No, it was quality and well worth checking out the video that goes with that uh, at Rugby Podcast. Um, so yeah, that was our little secret Santa gift. Merry Christmas and all that. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, guys. All right, I'll tell you what we should talk about. We should talk about the fact, now we've just had a weekend where all we did was watch rugby on Sky, 
We're going to go to a weekend ahead where all we do is watch rugby on BT Sport. Yes, a real broadcaster. So, well, <laughs> this is this is what I wanted to ask. <laughs> Who does it better and what are the merits of each? And if you had to hand all the rugby to one or the other, who would you go with? I would go BT Sport if they could have Will Greenwood. He is really good, isn't he? He's awesome. Yeah, his, his analysis is, he, is excellent. He's a difference maker. A yep. game changer, you might say. He is a game yeah, changer. Yeah, and he has to put up with those bumbling imbeciles. Uh, oh, bon- Stuart, Morris and Stuart Barnes. Barnes. I Dowie seem to be Morris. the only person that actually quite likes Stuart Barnes. Sorry? I know, I, I know. I, I, I cannot stand the man. I remember where... What um, is it, what is it? He, he just seems to have no understanding of the game of rugby. I, I like the who's, the... who's the guy that does the little interview pieces? And he wears he, he always wears like a, a barber jacket. BT Sport. No, on Sky, the guy that does the little interview pieces. When they Miles have the, Harrison. When they have the shit. No, he's the commentator. They have the shaky camera bits and they have the, the little know, camera is, shots that, that zoom sh- in and out. No, the, I tell you what, that is annoying. Um, Sky Sports can't seem to do an interview without having someone not in focus at any one yeah, time. They have to have stuff not in focus, shaky camera, zoom in, zoom out quickly. I, I kind of wonder if they're hiring like cameramen from uh, an all people's home or. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Bearing in mind what we had before Sky Sports was rugby special with well, John look, Inverdale. Anyone anyone can cover sport better than BBC. So the B, I have to say, oh, how dull is BBC coverage? Brian Moore can sometimes be interesting when and he lo- loses is quite it. Good, actually, and it kicked it away again. If you're ranking it, I'd go BBC bottom of the pile. I, see, I, I like Sky Sports. Now, BT Sports have made them look old school. Absolutely. They, they've come in and they've just gone, uh, we're going to do it in a lot more there again. relaxed fashion. I don't think people give ITV enough credit for the Aviva Roundup. Well, didn't... That's BT, a great show. Uh, their team last year was Flatman um, and Bayfield with Craig Doyle, who've all now gone to BT Sports. And Craig, Craig Doyle is excellent as an yeah, anchor. I think yeah, he's awesome. That's, he's what Sky, that's what Sky miss. He's a real good... Because that, that, that Alex Payne... You know, looks the one looks a bit like a trainee doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What does he do? Well, he he was on that. I'm sure he went to like to breakfast TV or, or something, and then di- disappeared from rugby. I think he's back in rugby now, actually. In fact, he, he might be at BT Sport. In which case, if he is, he's an excellent, excellent anchor. <laughs> we can't be biased on this. We're, we're not biased. Got... <laughs> I'm just saying. Just because we go into BT Sport, to... I'm a straight shooter. I, I, I just say say what I see. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that BT, BT Sport have, have like brought it into the 21st century, but I'm really grateful for Sky. And actually, think think back 10, 15 years. I tell, I tell you what, we had no Super Rugby on the telly, nope. and yeah. rug, and we, all we had was John Inverdale. But no one, no one rivals Eddie and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was going to say rugby league. Oh, the, the most the most confusing presenter for a, a rugby program I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know if she's still doing it, but Claire Balding being given the rugby league on BBC. Really? Yeah, did you not see that a few years ago? No. She might still be doing it. Wow. Um, but it's just, it's complete mismatch. Sky, Sky's coverage of, of, of Rugby League is that good. Mm. Um, if, you, if, you, if you want to talk about taking risks, they've got the swingometer, they've got the... Um, Tri-tracker. The, oh, the tri-tracker, yeah. They've got the, thing, the little thing to highlight where the kickers have um, yeah. to kick it. Obviously, the posts aren't quite enough. They've got <laughs> the mechanical scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah, that's an incredible piece of engineering. Uh, so, right, if you had to pick one person, like, all rugby was going to be done by one broadcaster. So let's rank... Well, no, let's just rank... Let, let's rank the coverage first. So, number one, Sky Sports Rugby League. Number two, <laughs> BT Sport Rugby Union. Three ITV, four Sky. 
No, I think Sky. I like. Yeah, Sky are better than that. I think BT Sport have modernised it, and I, and I think that puts them number one. But I, I still appreciate Sky. They're getting a bit of stick, but I, I still like them. Yeah, still they're getting like, a bit of stick. Their, their podcast from... isn't doing as, as well as ours is, is in the rugby still? charts. No. Well, if Mr. Murdoch wants to buy our, our podcast. Yeah, we're, we're open for business. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right then. So, do you know what I think we should do now? Go on. Rugby Oki. Yes. Ah, yes. We've been waiting for weeks for this. So, Rugby Oki is our celebration of rugby players and their love of singing. And some of them aren't shy in coming forward. The first one we had and featured was Alex Corbiziero and his rap. Keep it kind of quiet. quiet. People on a diet. Scrum straight, turn is right. I, I don't, don't deny, deny it. it. Test me, try it. Style, you don't buy it. it. I'ma grab the microphone and start to fly it. Up, up, high. Grab the mic and make you cry. <laughs> Told you before we represent L. London Irish, you can't deny this. So, so, so sick. I tell you, you can't buy this. So that's Eminem doing Alex Corbiziero. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There was Matt Stevens. There's been Ricky Flutie. There's been rugby league player Sam Burgess, there's been rugby league, soon to be rugby union player Benji Marshall. Creepy Sam. Sam Tyday. There's been. Oh, there's been all sorts. Of, there's been that young Leicester player. There's been loads and loads and loads. Who's young Leicester? Oh, oh yeah, 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 in the sevens. sevens. And there was also Ben Foden very early on. And today we're about to hear something we've been saving for weeks and weeks because it's the right time. It's nearly Christmas. Foden's back. Ben Foden's Christmas special, Rugby Oki. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ben Foden. And his missus, the lovely, it has to be said, Una from the Saturdays. Delicious. <laughs> I mean, nice. Talented, talented. <laughs> Singing Wham's Last Christmas. Merry Christmas. I wrapped it up and sang it With an old saying I loved you by me Can I give away a trade secret? This is all on his website. He's got a website, right, which I think has got about... Benfoden15.com or something. Yeah, I think it's got 12 hits on, and that's because me and Tim go on there and uh, <laughs> you know, pull off pull off his songs. And, that, and that's it. You have to be a serious narcissist to put yourself up singing. Anyway, is it true that him and Alex Corbizero don't speak anymore? What? Northampton teammates, that can't be true. Apparently, uh, Northampton uh, and England teammates. Uh, apparently, Rugby Oki has driven a wedge... Oh, they're, they're vying the for the number one tra- spot. Uh, yeah. um, team room, yeah. Well, that was never our intention, Alex, Ben. That was never our intention. You're but, both equally brilliant. Yeah, they had a fight. Actual fist fight over this. Uh, well, it's a rumour, but yeah, that's actually what happened. <laughs> they, they've had a fist fight over it. Well, I mean, I think Alex, is, um, Alex Corbusier has been on, been on top of the power now for, for quite some time. And I reckon Ben Foden doing the special, it, it can't do much for their relationship. No, that's going to that's gonna drive a wedge. Mm. Jim Mallinder has got some man management to do after that. Yeah. Well, that, was, that wasn't our intention, Ben. We were just trying to showcase your talents. Alex, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think you should celebrate Ben's talents and you should be confident in your own ability to rap. Maybe you could have added a, a oh. little rap interlude within that song. That would be the perfect way. That would way. build a bridge. Yeah, it would. The perfect way for them to make up. Did you see Corbusier on 
Sports Personality of the Year. Oh. No. No. Was he rapping? Um, no. I saw him in the Mobos. But. <laughs> but <laughs> he was on crutches. So perhaps Ben Foden has Tonya Hardinged. That's exactly what Alex Corbisiero and taken a, a crowbar to his knee mm. to get some of the limelight back onto ben, like that, ben like Foden. that film Misery. That Foden. he's just taking a sledgehammer to his legs. That Foden's <laughs> unbelievable, you know. He's a, a, allegedly, he's a piece of work, piece isn't of he? Work. He really is a piece of work, Mr. Foden. Mr. Foden, you're a disgrace. I'm, we're calling the authorities as soon as this podcast <laughs> is over. Expect a visit from Northampton Constabulary any time now. That's shocking. In fact, I feel guilty for playing Ben Foden's song now. Yeah, we, we're almost Thug. condoning criminality and, <laughs> exactly and yeah. assault. Oh, but there will be. But, but there will be retribution. There will be. Corbiziero, I mean, he's got some he's got some he connected mates. He's yeah, American, yeah. yeah. Corbiziero is American. He's sort of Italian American. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No. So he's got mafia connections. Yeah. So uh and Foden's from Chester. Ugh. Foden, you could be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> it, was, it was nice knowing you. Thanks for the song. Uh, I've actually got another Christmas song, which is a bit of a surprise that you didn't know Ooh. I was gonna deliver. Oh, oh. Uh, this one, um it was it was my brother that actually flagged this up to me. He went you know, your Christmas rugby okey Ben Foden thing. He called me and went, I've got, I've got something you might want. And he pointed me to a Nottingham rugby Christmas song. And it was when he was there a few years ago oh, before yes. he moved to London Irish. And it features Ayula Arinley. Wow. Um, the Brain Box. Yeah. Uh, and, and other assorted Nottingham players. And it's their version of the Pogues fairy tale of New York um, called Fairy Tale of Nottingham. Oh, oh wow. Have you ever done anything like this with the teams you've been in? No. Sedgley Se- Park, I haven't thought of this. Thank oh, God. We did a, um, a Harlem Shake once. Did you? Yeah. How did that go down? Really well. It was good. Mm. You know, uh, anyway, let's hear this. <laughs> uh, this is the uh, Fairy Tale of Nottingham, Nottingham Rugby Club uh, doing the Pogues. It's Christmas Eve, guys. <laughs> Up at Rotherham, <laughs> an old man said to me, This could be our year. So happy Christmas. I love you, Nottingham. Oh, I God, can uh... see the playoffs. Serious, right, where all our dreams come true. Right, so that's like the intro. Right, there's one bit I want to draw your attention to. Now, I mentioned him earlier. Ayula Arinley won the Heineken Cup with Wasps. Yep. Got an England cap. Uh, yeah, a couple. A couple of England caps. And what has one countdown in the past? <laughs> Check out his voice. We could be in the press. <laughs> well, so could anyone. He features him a bit more in a second. I on this when I first joined you. Your feet on the ground. <laughs> the league's so tight now. The playoffs are in our sights. I built my dreams around there. <laughs> like Andre the Giant. Oh my God! You dare to dream? Let that man loose. <laughs> so Sedgley Park aren't going to be rushing to do a fairy tale of North Manchester anytime soon. I certainly hope not. I no. build my dreams around them. Don't give them any ideas. Uh, right, I'd love him on as a guest. Are you Yeah, Rinley? Yeah. yeah, really interesting guy. I don't know what is he playing still. He must be. Is he gone back he's to in France? France. He had that time at Biarritz as well, didn't he? He did have a long time at Biarritz, I think. His Wikipedia page lists him at US Carcassonne Division Two in France. Ayula, you've got an open invitation to, uh, to to come on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. To be fair, any time. Anyone who's a professional rugby player has a uh, open invitation. Should be our New Year's resolution, maybe. Get someone on. 
Yeah. yeah. You keep threatening us with the... Uh, well, certainly getting Carl Ferns to do some singing for us. Oh, yeah, Carl Ferns doing Michael Bublé. I know. Uh, I missed the opportunity in Bath to to collar him, mainly because... Um, you were mutual, smashed. Yeah, our mutual friend wouldn't let me talk to him, said I had a chore his ear. May have had a point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I failed. We'll work on that one. But we've brought you the Ben Foden Christmas special there in Rugby Oki and uh, leaves us on the podcast just one more task, and that is to choose our final Dream 15 of 2013. Mm. And the Dream 15 this week is, I think, a really good suggestion. Phil came up with it, so I'll let you take the take the stage, take centre stage, Phil. So my suggestion was the Egg Chasers most talked about Dream 15. So it's uh, of 2013, that is. Um, so it's not necessarily the best players, it's the the players that we've kind of spoke about most. So in some cases, it will be the best yeah, player of the year. Yeah, because their rugby playing has done meant all... the people done all the talking, exactly. Yeah, their the rugby playing has done all the talking, but other times they're off-field or some howlers have done the talking for them or just um, some of us have a, certain, uh, a special affinity with some players, so they get mentioned week in, week out. <laughs> JB, Andy Goode. <laughs> Jack Berger. <laughs> I've not mentioned Jack for a couple of weeks now. Well, a couple of hours, but well, no, <laughs> a couple of minutes. You're just on this podcast. I've not watched a, a, a Jack Berger YouTube video for two days. <laughs> wow. Getting withdrawal symptoms. Cold yeah. turkey. Uh, right then, so we'll start in the front row. So the mo- I talked about 15 for 2013. Alex Corbett's the aerial. Definitely, of course, with, his, with his rapping skills. We all agree on that one, as we just showcased the moments ago. Absolutely has to be Lou said. Uh, Hibbard. Yeah. Also starred in in Rugby Social. Uh, the feature we should bring back. Rugby uh, Social? What was that? Uh, when you read out the tweets. You have to guess the tweets. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd also like... I'd forgotten about oh, that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that was a really good game. I'm, gonna, I'm right making a note of that, Jay. Yeah, well I, done. I, I was wondering whatever happened to Rugby Social. <laughs> um, I'd also put forward... We've probably not talked about him enough, uh, Bismarck Duplessis. Not put, talked about him at all, have we, except for the Brothers 15? Well, we've mentioned... going, what a ridiculous specimen he is. Yeah, incredible player. Well, we we did speak about his huge hit on uh, Dan Carter that was legal, that Roman oh, Quartz yeah. sent him off for. Uh, we didn't talk about him turning down Toulon this year. On what basis? Um, it... His father's ill, and so oh. he, he said he wanted to uh, stay in South Africa to be close to his father. Hmm. Oh so he could have been up there. Yeah, Bismarck could have been up there. Maybe should have been if we'd uh, given him the credit he deserved. Oh, if, yeah, if he knew anything about rugby, we, again, we could have mentioned him. <laughs> There's only one tight head, really, isn't there? Um, I could stay away. <laughs> <laughs> the oversized-headed Matt Stevens, maybe. We, we have potentially. We have mentioned the sublime Adam Jones quite a lot. We have. Yeah, and the horrendously out of shape Evian Lewis Roberts. <laughs> And, and and Darren Morris, we mentioned Darren Morris, <laughs> and Martin Madden. <laughs> yes, of course. Take so your pick of the out of shape Welsh props. Who do you want to go for for tight head? It's your position, Jay. Go on. Uh, no, this weekend it was I was six, then loose head. Oh, were you? Yeah. Shows what a high standard that we play at. Um, Adam Jones. All right, Adam Jones. He did have a. He was so important to that Lions yeah. series yeah. victory, wasn't he? Does anyone get any more plaudits for you know standing still and, pu- and, and pushing hard? <laughs> so yeah, okay. Yeah, so Adam Jones, Hibbard, and uh, Corbiziero. Well done. Mm. Uh, second row, Dean Mum. Yes, we mentioned a few times. Twice yeah, in the dream we team. We love Dean Mum, captain yeah. of our favourite team. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dean Mum. Yeah, and he also got mentioned for his uh, celebration, the Exeter. Oh, the cel- fend. Oh. oh, the Exeter. Oh, the, sorry, yeah, the fend and the, the Exeter. The fend and the Exeter bizarre knob-stroking Cele- knob celebration. Have we got to the, to the bottom of that yet? No, we haven't. Because I hear it is an official celebration. It's an official celebration where one of them will go up and 
furiously rub the other one in the crotch. Yeah, give him a Tug Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it is the oddest thing I've ever seen, but clearly good for team bonding. Yeah. Um, I love mentioning Jamie Cudmore whenever I can. Yes. Cudmore's in. The, the enforcer. Done. Jamie Cudmore, one of the hardest man in world rugby. He had a scrap on the weekend with Scott Williams, did he not? Yeah, there was fist flying everywhere yeah. in that. Into uh, the back row there. Budget. <laughs> Jack Burger. Okay, let's be serious. Jack yeah, Burger. Yeah, Jack Burger's at seven, isn't he? Definitely. Mamuka Gorgodza. Yeah, Mamuka Gorgodza. Thank you. Uh, and Arthur Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Number Eight. <laughs> From the uh, Food 15. That, yeah. It's got to be Kieran Reid, let's face it. We yeah. The amount of times we've just. And, uh, you know, lots of people have recognised him as the IRB Player of the Year, but the amount of times we've just been amazed at how just how good he is and he doesn't just to look at him if you stood at Kieran exactly. Reid and Pierre Speece next to each other and go pick the IRB World Player of the Year yeah. never, you'd they, never they, pick they, Kieran they wouldn't, they wouldn't pick the oversized office worker <laughs> that, that's what he looks like yeah. he just looks like a guy but he's, he's had an amazing year yeah, so. sublime all year round absolutely superb uh, nine into the backs well Mike Phillips it sh- has yeah. more than enough Airtime here. Mike Phillips both on the yeah. field for Lions and Wales and off the field for... Getting sacked. Boozing. Getting, getting, getting sacked. sacked and boozing. The latest Since. I've just popped up on... what It's just popped up on Wales Online. Um, Mike Phillips would like a serious girlfriend. I, I'd like a serious relationship and kids like, I bet he tells like them my brothers. Serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one, you're the one, babe. Come on. Mind you, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do that. I don't like the way people judge me. <laughs> just look at Mike Phillips. He could probably just go... I'm just, I'm just going to use you. Um, <laughs> I really don't care about you. Okay. <laughs> uh, fly half. Bit, Andy lot, Good. Yeah, a lot of choice here. <laughs> yeah. Quade Cooper. Or Andy Good. Danny Cipriani. Or Andy Good. Um, Owen Farrell. Andy Good. Just because you've mentioned yeah. him. Yeah, but the flip side is it's either. It's like Andy Good's kryptonite is Owen Farrell for JB. You hate you hate Owen Farrell as much as you love Andy Good. Andy Good's an incredible player. Incredible man, incredible player, incredible human being. Fine. So, are we going for Andy Good? Of course, we're going for Andy Good. <laughs> the amount of airtime we've given him on, yeah. on the podcast, I reckon so. Oh, okay. I'm afraid. Uh, in, into the backs, then. Now, again, we can juggle positions around, but surely on one wing, it's got to be the Honey Badger. Yes. Mike Cummins. <sighs> yeah. Honey, Honey Badger, Badger 11. 11. 12. Henson? Um, I don't think so. For, for playing superbly, um, Jean de Villiers. Could be up there. He he's, been he's been excellent. outstanding. Um, so, well, so just well, just to recap, we're sort of celebrating both on the field prowess and like off the field antics, pretty much. It's like yeah. the, what's the what's a very famous award, which um, Time Magazine Man of the Year. You don't need to be the best man of the year, just the most spoke about, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Like, this year the Pope won it, but then Assad came second. So you know, okay. Man of the Year, uh, Sonny Bill. Even though he's oh, been, what a guy! Even though he's not been playing union, we still speak about him every couple of he's weeks. Just an and if you're not spe- if you're not speaking about him, you're probably thinking about him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thinking about him topless bo- <laughs> boxing or working out. Yeah, yeah. he's working out for boxing, skipping a rope. Yeah, bro, or just just working out for boxing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a guy! What a guy he is! Come on, then, Phil, pick a twelve. Shall we go for Sonny Bill then? Go on, then, Sonny Bill. Um, JJ Engelbrecht. Yeah, I was going to say 13, I'd love J.J. Engelbrecht, but it should really be a straight shootout between O'Driscoll and Jonathan Davis. Uh-huh. And let's pick, Let's. I mean, you can't say Warren Gatlin was wrong to pick um, Jonathan Davis, but let's pick O'Driscoll because 30, what is he, 35? Uh, I think he's 30, I think he's just turned 34. Is, it, is he, he getting better at rugby? Oh, he's, he's doing a gigs. 
where he's tra- mm. changing his, he's adapting his game. If he keeps on playing the way he is, he'll he'll make the next World Cup. <sighs> he, he could, well, I think I think he'd be thirty six for the start of the next World Cup. It's I, different, like you say, Phil. It's, it's different. He's not he's not the but out, he's still the out key man. searing outside break anymore. It's just sort of intelligent angles and his solid handling, defense. His handling, and handling. Super. awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I do think that. In the Lions, certainly the the first few games, I don't think he played particularly well. I, I think Gatland at the time made the right call. Yeah, but look at him in the Harrington Cup. But I mean, if yeah. you want week in, week out, just be awesome. Recently, and, he's been unbelievable. And if you you'd want someone like that in your squad for the World Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, even just for the experience to have yeah. him there. Just you know, you you got a tense game, ten minutes left. Send on him, even if he's not starting. O'Driscoll in uh, right wing. Then Israel Fal- Falau. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, hold on. No. Where's George? George North. North. Oh, do we have to knock the honey badger out? No. Oh, no, we can't. Surely we can't. No, we can't knock the honey badger out. So Nick Cummins... Oh, we could put Falau at 15. Well, yeah, if we decide to. George North, defo. Yeah. The guy's a freak. Played at outside centre, as you called it. You should give him a go at outside Mm. centre, Jay. Uh, Gatlin's been talking about it for ages. Yeah, he played really well as well. Did he? I I didn't see the whole... I didn't see... see, Scored a try. And his hands were good as well. Creating space for people outside him because he sucks defenders in. Oh, he gave, gave an absolutely amazing lift. Just to, sucked in two or three defenders. To Ken PC when he yeah. burst through. Yeah, Kem, Those PC boys are rapid as well. I think they get all of them on the field at the same time. <laughs> and also, just for that wonder try in the first test for the Lions, yeah. and also for picking up Israel Falau and carrying yes. him when Falau tried to tackle him. Yes. What yeah, a lad. Agreed. George North, you're in. You're in our 15 of 2013. And uh, at number 15 then, so... Israel Falau's got to be mentioned because what yeah. a breakthrough year he's been one of the best players on, on the planet but then um, Halfpenny's been superb yeah um, well Kirtley Beale during the Lions test was every everyone was talking about him but not so much anymore um, he didn't even come on the, yeah. uh, the year tests so it's basically I'd say, I'd say on that oh James O'Connor James oh my god yeah do we put James O'Connor in at 12 and take out Sonny Bill no oh. no no, no. <laughs> no. I, I, I think I'm madly offended. Do we stop? Do we slot James O'Connor in at ten and take out Andy Goode? <laughs> I think I thought you were going to do a. Uh, um, if this I table was, fo- I thought you were going to do a Foden on me and <laughs> kneecap me like he did to Corbiziero. Yeah, that Foden. Oh Foden. So halfpenny, James O'Connor, Israel Falau, or Foden, or Israel Foden, F- yeah, or Foden or himself, Foden. or Foden himself, the crowbar. And Israel Falau because he deserves it. Ben Foden because he's got a, a, a beautiful wife. And how many times has Foden been mentioned on the podcast? Foden's in. Oh, Foden. Foden, Ben Foden. Um, one of the lads I play and with... his wife is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> one of the lads I play with was listening to podcasts the other week and he mentioned that, um, you know, Ben Foden auditioned for Pop Idol, uh, uh, which we, oh, men- yeah, we mentioned... You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned it earlier. Um, apparently he sung Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. So some homework, Cocker, if you can get some footage, some audio of that, that would be incredible. Use, I use my media contacts. Along, can... Alongside the uh, responses from the judges. Oh, wow. How amazing would that because be? Because I'm sure there's that sort of coverage for Cipriani somewhere where they tell him he's too small. Yes, there is uh, when he was on <laughs> My Sweet 16 UK. <sighs> <laughs> I would, I would try and torrent that, but I'm pretty sure My Sweet 16 UK on torrent isn't what we want. <laughs> Safe search on. Uh, so can we just say that this team's going to play it six ways and they're going to be managed by Les Kiss as well? <laughs> uh, well, that is our Dream 15, and that is the Egg Chasers podcast. Oh, oh, hold on, is there, is there a Monday in between Christmas and New Year? There yes. is. There is. Oh, there is. Well, maybe we'll do one then, then. The 30th. And we'll have games as well to talk about. Yeah, yeah we will. Sorry, 
I take it back, not the last one of 2013 then at all. There's a full fixture schedule on the 28th, 29th. Yeah. Um, so on the 30th of yes. Monday, we can be back. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Have a, have, a, have a lovely Christmas. Thanks for listening as well. We've been doing this a few months now. Yeah. What is this, episode? Episode 14, 14 so three and a half months. Very hell. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, we've, we've really enjoyed and we've doing it. we've slowly whittled down our listener base. So. <laughs> well done, guys. Well no, done. We're doing really well. We're doing well. And, uh, yeah, like I say, big big plans for the new year. So uh, nice one for being with us. And have a Merry Christmas. How do you want to sing us out? Do I need to ask? No. Nah. Mr Foden. Mr Foden. No, for for so. Christmas. I'd say so. Mr Foden, off you go. Merry Christmas. I'll be wrapped up and singing With an old saying I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I gave it to someone special. Special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.